Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Get into the word. Are y'all ready for the word? Oh, yes. Let's get into it. Do it. All right. Thank you. Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. I'm excited this morning. We've been talking a whole lot about the secret place, and we're trying to bring it to an end, but it's so challenging to do that because everything I see now, I, I see it. I still see the same theme in the secret place. For the first time, visitors that are here who may not know what I'm talking about, I'll review very quickly. Can you turn the monitors way up? I just got off a plane, and my ears are still a little clogged. I'm getting right back on another plane, but praise the Lord. All right. So we're talking about the secret place all month. Father, bless your people. Did we pray already? Father, yeah, well, let's pray. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for our opportunity to hear your word. It's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. We thank you for your divine direction, your divine wisdom the divine peace. We never have to be confused. We never have to be on edge. We never have to be agitated or anxious for you are the Prince of Peace. And above everything, I speak peace this morning. Above everything, I speak peace and understanding in the name of Jesus that no matter where we are in life, no matter what situations we are in, that we will have understanding and peace. For the Bible says, be anxious nothing so even if you don't bring us out the lion's den right now give us peace in it even if you don't take us out of the fiery furnace today give us peace in it for yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death but I won't fear because you are with us we thank you for being Emmanuel God with us in Jesus name clap your hands for peace everybody turn it way up in the monitor let me see if I can bring this chair out again, kind of illustrate what we're talking about. We've been talking about the secret place for I don't even know how long now. I had to be like two months. Welcome, everybody. How y'all doing? Well, not y'all. I don't want the people coming in, but how y'all doing too? <laughs> uh, there's a scripture that this whole theme revolves around, and uh, it's Matthew 6.6. 6. Thank you, Christian. He always helped me with that. Matthew 6.6. 6. It says, uh, don't pray all out in the open, trying to be seen like the Pharisees. You know how people want to do good and post it and not just be a good person. Most of the time when you, got to, when you have to post yourself doing good things, it's because you don't normally do that. But he said, don't be like the Pharisees making a big spectacle, praying all in public. But when you pray, go into your closet, shut the door. And pray in secret where the Father is, where the Father is. That stuck out to me, like, where the Father is. And he that sees in secret will reward you openly. We've heard that before, but where the Father is, the Father who is in secret, the Father who is in the secret place. First time visitors, second time visitors, if you never heard me explain this before, it's incredible to me that we know that God knows our heart but I thought it was from an external perspective. I thought God was standing for, he sits high and he looks low. You know what I mean? He's in the, he's in the heavens looking down into my little heart. Wow, he must have x-ray vision. He must have laser beam vision to see what's inside of my heart because he's outside looking in. No, he's in us. The father is in the secret place. 
The Father is in the secret place. Even when you're not saved, even when you haven't read the Bible, even before you ever uh, heard a preacher before, the Father is in your secret place talking to you, speaking to you. That's how you know right from wrong before you learn right from wrong. Yeah, that's how you know you're doing wrong and you're two years old, but you know you're doing wrong because the father is in you like, uh-uh, don't walk now. Why are you going? Okay. The father, he probably don't talk like that, but you understand what I'm saying. The father is in you like, no, we call it a moral compass or moral law. We can, you just innately know, you know, even if the law was not, you know, uh, even if murder was not a, a criminal thing, we, we don't have it in our human moral buildup to kill each other. That is evil. That's, that's evil. That's not moral. That's not natural. In our natural makeup, we have communication with God the Father. He speaks to us. We don't always know it's him. We say stuff like, something told me not to go to that. It ain't something. What if somebody called you something? <laughs> his name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. But he is the Father, he is the Son, he is the Holy Spirit. Initially, the Father is in us. The Father is the initiator. The Father is the beginner. The Father is the creator. The Father is the one that institutes or establishes his ways in us, okay? So he starts communication with you. Before you were born, the Bible says, before you were in your mother's belly, he already knew you. He knew you and accepted you and loved you in that place before you were even formed in your mother's belly. And now he's communicating with you. And the Bible says in Romans 2, because of the stubbornness of our hearts or because of our hostility in the flesh against God's ways, we suppress him. You know you hear God, but it's like, uh, other voices are louder. You know you hear God, but hip-hop is louder. You know you hear God, but your boo is a little louder in your head. You know you, you know you hear God, but your ways are louder. So you suppress his voice, continuing to go in your way, and then you end up in the land of lack, the land of confusion, the land of attitude. The la you just all bent out of shape because you refuse to listen to the voice in your secret place. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, God the Father will always lead you to God the Son, Jesus Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So God the Father will tell you what you need to do. Jesus will show you how to do. Are y'all with me so far? I'm trying to break it down these few minutes that I have. Because ways matter. That's what we say all the time here at Live. Ways matter. I know you love me, but the way you love me matters. You actually have to learn how I receive love because you can't just love me your way and get mad that I'm not expecting your, uh, accepting your love. Like going to the movies might be, you, that might be your, your love language. Me chilling at home might be my love language. So you can't say, let's go to the movies. I'm trying to love you. Let's go. I don't like the movies. Stop loving me your way and love me my way. Good God. That's how you know you love somebody. So never mind. When you're willing to love them their way, it's real love. When it has to be your way, it's control and manipulation. Trust me. Y'all wanted this morning. Y'all lucky I got to leave too. You lucky. Most people love you their way and mad you're not accepting it. They're selfish and they don't love you. To love
taught me is to learn me. Uh oh, it's getting quiet early. Woo! I know this ain't a marriage seminar, but it's feeling like a little. Not even marriage, friendships, business relationships. Come on now, family. Family. Your family needs to, I know we got the same blood, but we ain't got the same likes. We don't have the same things that we enjoy. So if you love me, you'll take the time to learn me. And most people fall in love with the ones that take time to learn them. It don't matter how you look, you can have three teeth. Three! All in the front, just the main ones. You got three teeth. <laughs> it don't matter how you look, this man took the time to learn me. He listens to me and you all googly, girl, wake up. I'm saying some people can use that as manipulation. All I got to do is learn you and get, okay, cool. So not the manipulation side, the real love side. If you really love someone, you take the time to learn them, right? And once you learn them, now you have a choice. You can love them their way, or you can still love them how you, or you can still be you. You can still be how you are, or you can maneuver to their way. Oh, did y'all hear that? Because now we just opened up. We just went past you and somebody else, and we're talking about God now. Can I ask a question before I continue? Who loves God up in the room? That's all I want. Oh, I thought it would be a little louder, y'all. Oh, y'all don't. I'm at the wrong church. I thought I was at Lynn. Where the Jesus lovers at in the pit? If you love Jesus, make some noise. That's what I'm talking about. Always respond like that. So since you screamed that loudly, <laughs> to love him is to learn him. Uh-oh, y'all just clap when I talk about your fiance. Now, don't apply to God. Why does God have to learn us? He don't. He made us. We if we say we love him, we have to, we should. Love extends, you know, the desire to learn. Because you want to please who you love. Okay, let me go back to the spouses and stuff now because y'all gave me more response on that. Y'all gave me more responses on horizontal relationships than the vertical one. Come on. Church ain't about just people and how you can get the best. No, it's about you and God first. So if you love God, if we love God, what time do we take to learn him? The silence of the lambs on this side. Let's see about this side. See? And I'm not coming at you, just something to consider. Because it's almost weird to expect things from him. But not show any expression of love towards him. Who likes that? What human likes that? If the only time you call my phone is a cash app request. Okay, it, let me tie my shoe on that. Cuzzo, they not feeling me today, Cuzzo. If the only time my phone ding with your name is a cash app request, number one, we're not in relationship. 
And number two, I don't know if I want to grant your request. Because you're just using me. So we can feel that way, but God can't because he's God. Oh, God has emotions. He gets angry. He's pleased. Oh, yeah. God has emotions. He repented that he made man. He changed his mind like, yo, I, never mind. He, he has emotions. He cried at Lazarus' tomb like, oh, my. He, God has emotions. But well, we think he's this emotionless God that we can do whatever he wants. He's just going to keep being, keep, keep, keep. He's not an ATM machine. So if we love him, what are we doing to attempt to learn him? That should be your question the whole week. I might sit down right now. How are you learning him? Well, prayer is key. That's the ultimate sign of faith to me. So open your mouth and speak to nothing. Let's talk, let's talk real talk now. Lord, I ask in the name of ain't nobody, no, nobody in the, that's ultimate faith. You believe you're speaking to Almighty God. Prayer is the ultimate sign of faith. Are you just sitting there just talking at your cubicle and nobody's in, and your boss ain't there, your supervisor's there? People might think you crazy until they see your blessings in the next season. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, they crazy until your blessings is crazy. But it's in the secret place where God communicates not just with us, but with all created things. We talked about it. He speaks to animals. That's how the Noah's Ark got filled. He speaks to insects. That's how the plagues came through. The ten plagues came through Egypt. God speaks to trees. The Bible says he cursed the fig tree. He speaks to all living things. He spoke to the waters and say, stand up on this side and stand up on this side so my children can walk through. God can speak to anything. I want you to know, and this is specifically for first-time visitors because I know Liv has heard this before, but you can never hear it enough. I want you to know if God can speak to the elements of the earth, why would you be out of reach? If the waters ain't got to be saved but can hear God, why do we have to be? Okay, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The birds didn't speak in tongues, but he speaks to them. It's quiet. At the, yeah, because we, we, we get real religious. If you ain't, you, of course you ain't hearing God. You ain't saved. Are you kidding me? How can I come to Christ unless he draw me? Uh-oh. Yeah, so get the religious mindset out of here. God does not only speak to save people. How could you be drawn to God? How could you get saved if you don't hear him? If the, even if the preacher is up here preaching and this ain't right and you ain't right and you ain't right, <coughs> something in you was like, yeah, he's telling the truth. You got to clean that up. Yeah, bro, fix that. I know probably the way he's saying it ain't cool. Probably the way is, but it's right. So if anything hits you that convicts you, where does conviction come from? You enjoy how you live and you chose your lifestyle. You choose who you mess with. You choose who you don't mess with. You choose, if anything ever hits you like, ah, that ain't right. That's God in you. Look at your neighbor and say, I do hear him. I do. It ain't got to be the James Earl voice. <laughs> Mufasa. It, it ain't got to be that. 
He speaks through your conscience. He speaks through your emotions. He speaks through your, chem- your chemicals in your body. You get a little gut feeling. You get a stomach ache. You get a little headache. You get a little weird vibes, we call it. It ain't vibes. It's language. God is, he created everything in you so he can use it. Your nerves, your eyes, your muscles, your brain, your heart. He can speak through anything because he created all of it for his use. So if you're going through something and you're getting nervous, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Because he's speaking through your nerves. Never mind. Hallelujah. I'm trying to encourage you because you don't think you hear God because it's not a big voice from heaven. But he's speaking to you. And he's not only going to speak through weird vibes. But if you learn that that's him, he'll grow you to the next level of hearing him. Are y'all hearing me? Now I hear him through the word of God. And when I read the Bible, then I hear him when I know. I just hear him in my head because I grew my relationship with him to that level. You could be in church 20 years still on the first level. Because we know church, but we don't know God. Oh, I'm about to, now I'm about to go. We, we got church culture, but not kingdom culture. So we go here and we know how to go through the antics of church and everybody around you thinks you're saved and think you got a relationship with God. Nah, you just know the motions of church. Church has become a system. And for a lot of churches, it's a system outside of God. Yeah, yeah. Let me keep it moving. Y'all lucky I got a plane to catch. You feel me? So churches has created this system that works, right? Primarily for money. Y'all don't want it today. Yeah, primarily for money. And it's quiet because you don't know that's the, that's the point. They're not spirit-led, they're systems-led. They got systems and curriculums and they know how to move a people from this to that and this to that. And it's like, we get, I get plagued by it sometimes. Like Maybe we should do that and do that. And God is like, follow my spirit. Follow my spirit. I'm telling you what to tell them. I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you what to... I get caught between systems and spirit. Because I want to serve you all correctly. I want to make sure we're all moving at the same pace. My wife and I was talking about this this morning. I want to move everybody at the same... I want to make... Oh, in small groups, we need to do this. We need to make sure that person up there feels comfortable. We need to make sure the people that came in late... I'm sorry. We need to make sure the people that came in late don't... Don't put them on blast. I got to make sure I don't put them on blast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to make sure everybody's enjoying their experience and growing together. So let's create these systems. Let's, my wife is like, hey, did God tell you that? I'm like, babe, what you mean did God tell me that? We need to. She's like, well, we feel all this pressure because you're putting it on yourself. It's a system you're trying to follow and not the spirit. So that's when I get in my flesh. Okay, so here, let's, let's do this. We said the secret place, this is still our review, the secret place is like the temple of Moses, right? The tabernacle of Moses. You got the outer court, repeat after me, outer court, inner court, holy of holies, outer court, inner court, holies of holies. Y'all bomb students, I love y'all so much. Outer court is flesh, somebody say flesh. Inner court, soul, somebody say soul. Holies of holies, spirit. Flesh, 
soul, spirit. Flesh, soul, spirit. Mind, body, soul. So my body. Okay, all right. I'm going to point to it. Y'all tell me what it is. Never mind. I'm good. Okay. So anyway, somebody said, Flotty. Flotty is, is flesh or body. I don't know what you're talking about. Tim, somebody said, Flotty. I don't know what that is. I think they're trying to say flesh and body. Good job, though. Okay, let me keep the questions to myself. Um, you can live on a flesh level where everything that hits you on the outside affects you. To live on a soulish level. This is the most deceptive one. You know what I'm saying? Because anything you feel or sit, you know, and this is where you can get into all different practices and studies. Or oh, you know, all the scriptures are not in the Bible. They have the lost scrolls of Thamaeus, and they have the. Well, you're real mystical and spiritual. In the soulish realm, you can be spiritual but not godly. Secret place, the holies of holies, is where we should all live from. Get your instructions from here. Like they said today, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I'm a child of God. This is where you get your identity. Not, okay, not your surroundings, not your peers, not your friends, not even your family. This is where you get your identity. Because Joseph, yes, you're the same blood, but you have a different identity. You got favor on your life. David, yeah, you're the same, but you have a different identity. You're the king. So you can still be in the midst of your family with a different identity. Oh, oh never mind. This is where you get your identity. So most people who are insecure does not know or believe what God is saying about them. When I know what God is saying about me, nothing in the inner court or the outer court can affect me. When I know who I, when God, when I know who I am, I affect the inner court. I affect the outer court. Are y'all with me so far? So we're, we're, we're doing this, we're moving it now to the month of September and God said this month will be September to remember. If we make it the September, we surrender. Very good, Liv. Thank you. Cover it up for yourselves. Gold stars for everybody. This will be a September to remember. If you make it to September, you surrender. All right? I, the, the thought initially came from me pushing, trying to get out. I got capped off in ideas. Like I, I didn't know what to, like, where's my creativity? Where's this? Where's that? God, I can't. God said, if you surrender, I'll release it to you. Whatever you surrender, I'll give back to you. Whatever you give me, I'll give back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. So now, we're talking about surrendering. We talked about surrendering offense. Is anybody in the process of doing that, or have you done it? You ain't got to just think about it. I don't want to embarrass y'all. <laughs> offense, being bitter, being offended. That's something we need to surrender to God. Like, you know what? It wasn't right. It wasn't fair. They hurt me. I, but I give it to you, God. I don't try to get them back. I don't try to pay back. I, the Bible says, vengeance is mine. Say if the Lord, I will repay. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness, man. 
I'm not there yet, but thank y'all. That's why I'm going to surrender success. But right now I'm on surrender offense. So, <clears throat> so forgive us. Forgive us as we forgive people. We all want and need forgiveness from God. But how many of us are willing to forgive people? I know it's quiet. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. No, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. We're not willing to do that. But we, 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 we need God's forgiveness, but we refuse to give. It depends on what they did. Like, somebody was asked, you know, do you like a certain type of, certain type of girls? And, and he was asked, well, what do you mean, like, by teenage, what you mean by that? And it's like, teen. So it's like, you want to forgive somebody, like, what you mean by forgive? Like, what, so if they hurt you or if they did, forgive. Period. There's no degrees to offense or hurt. To forgive. You got molested, that's the worst. You trusted somebody, they took advantage of you, especially if you were younger, that is the worst and it is a crime. But it does not give you legal right to not forgive them. Uh-oh. I didn't say say it's okay, but I'm not holding you hostage to it. It happened. You were evil for that. I'm not chilling with you another day in my life. We're not hanging, but I forgive you so I can be released. Because unforgiveness keeps you hostage, y'all. Unforgiveness holds you hostage. You got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive people. And I, I like how quiet it was. When I said somebody raped you and you like, forgive them? They don't deserve, whoa, yes. God loves the ones you hate. Or dislike. I just took it, uh, 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 I just went extreme. People, you can't stand he's head over heels in love with them. What if somebody can't stand you? It got quiet on my family side. Let me go. What if somebody don't like you? You got you. There's something they don't understand because I. <laughs> so how can you be all that but not them? What if they caught you in a season of darkness? Come on, y'all. I know this is tough, but we're holding ourselves back from certain levels of success, breakthrough, revelation, vision. Vision is in realms. It's in certain realms. And when you forgive, you have now been elevated to the place where God will give you new vision, new ideas, new creativity, but it's reserved for a certain type of heart. Come on, y'all. Certain wisdom is reserved for a certain type of heart. Oh! So when you're willing to forgive, God releases to you. I know it's tough, but let, let me t it, it don't get no tougher than this. So let me move it on. You was raped. You was molested. You, I, I don't even know. Somebody murdered somebody in your family. Now, this is very, very serious, and it's not easy, and I'm not telling you to do it today, but what I'm saying is while they were driving nails in this man's hands, While they were pressing thorns into his skull, laughing at every drop of blood the thorns created. While they were plucking his beard, while they were punching him in his face and hitting him with a rod 
with, when they put the crown of thorns on, then they hit them in the head with sticks. These are not children in the area. These are Roman soldiers, buff, big, trained, evil men. Busting them upside the head with all their might. The Bible says they scourged him and whipped him with the cat. Come on, with these, with the, with the cat of nine, what is it called? The cat of nine tails that every time they hit him, they ripped flesh off of his body. I'm trying to tell y'all what I know. They ripped, the Bible says by the time he hung on the tree, Isaiah says he was not recognizable as a human is that a slab of meat? Is that a calf, a cow, or a human? His the, the studies show he had shreds of skin. You see how my jeans are? This is how his flesh was hanging off of his body. David said his bones were exposed. David said his bones were exposed. And while he's up here breathing, and everyone can literally see his rib cage, and every he can't even much, really much talk too much because of how badly they beat him and he's blooded and his hands are nailed look at them mocking him because he's a carpenter nailed his hands to the wood nailed his feet and, and with all the power he never did nothing wrong and still he said father forgive them y'all quiet y'all quiet Y'all quiet. That has never happened to you. As bad as your situation was, and trust me, I wish it never happened to you. You have never been in that situation. And when Jesus got in that situation, he forgave. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't forgive him when he rose. That's easier. It's easier to forgive when you back. But while they're beating you down, while they're lying, while they're laughing about molesting you, while nobody in the family believes that you were raped, yeah. Father, forgive them, for they ain't got no idea what they're doing. He didn't ask for forgiveness when he rose. He asked for forgiveness because he knew he would. And if you know you're going to rise from your situation, it's easier to forgive people because they can't hold you down. You're still going up. They can't keep y'all quiet on this side. Let me go back to my believers. If you believe, too, that you're going to rise, you can forgive people that's trying to hold you down, too, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. They can't keep you down anyway. Yes, that happened, but you're still winning. Yes, you went through that, but just never mind. You're still more than a conqueror today after all that. So the grudge is just you creating an anchor to the point where you can't move forward. Surrender offense. That's a big one. Surrender. Give it to God like, Lord, I give it to you. I got 20 minutes left. You know that was heavy, y'all right? This ain't me. If it's not in the Bible, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't care if I'm your pastor. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. 
So if this don't line up with anything in the word, don't do it. But I vow to never bring you something that's outside of the word. We've had church like that. <laughs> Jump up three times, your miracle's coming. I jumped up 19 times and nothing. I did it 19 times, yo. Nothing happened. I just got dizzy. So I vowed not to do anything like that. And if I ever get out of line, I pray that y'all hold me accountable and check me. And my wife is right there as well. So this forgiveness thing I'm saying, it's not a church thing. It's a secret place thing. And the whole world ain't got to know you forgave them. Just you. You and God. And he who sees in secret. Oh, you going to forgive him? You going to let it go? Oh, I'm about to pour this whole blessing on your life. You ain't going to have room enough to receive. Because you should be mad for the rest of your life for what happened to you. But when you chose to release it because of obeying my word, oh, I'm going to show up on your behalf. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm feeling good. I'm mad I got to leave. This week, last week we started, that's surrender, right? September to surrender. Surrender offense. Surrender sins. I don't even think I have to talk about that, but maybe I do. Anything you know that's a sin in your life or not pleasing to God, stop it. That alone releases new levels of everything into your life. You understand what I'm saying? Surrender. Surrender your shortcomings. Surrender your missing of the mark. Surrender your habits. Because you, you can't sneak as long as this chair exists. People who don't matter may not see it, but the one who does, does. Just because nobody in your house saw you, they don't got a heaven or hell to put you in. Surrender in your secret place. All right? Now this week, we're continuing, or I'm going to close, I'm going to end on this surrender success. Surrender success. Basically, surrendering what you believe success is. Surrender what you think success is and what you think it takes to get it. Huh? Because the enemy, you don't have to dim the lights. Thank you so much, production. The enemy wants to get you out of this seat so badly. And he just wants you to function in the soul and flesh realm. Don't live by the spirit. Please, I can't, I can't, I can't win. I can't beat you there. But if you come out here, I can, I, I can get you. So how does the enemy get us out of this seat? How does he do it? Sins is one thing. We know that. We don't surrender that. But success or the pursuit of it. Your pursuit of, well, God wants me successful his way. Okay. Them two words will always. God wants me to prosper. God wants me to have money. His way. Because there are ways you can make money. Ooh, y'all are like, yeah, some ways I did last week. Some, I did some ways last week myself. <laughs> that don't mean God is pleased because you got money, especially if the way is evil. God is not pleased with you just reaching a destination. 
He's pleased with you obeying his direction. It's not just destination, it's direction that matters. It's not just fulfilling your purpose, it's fulfilling the plans, the way. I think a lot of people want to know their purpose so they can just go after it their way. I want to know my purpose. I want to, well, you're going to be a teacher. Well, let me, let me, God has you on his journey. Are you hearing me? Because it's not just about your purpose. Your purpose is how you serve people. That's, your purpose is going to be whatever you do to serve people, right? But along the way, God needs you to become a certain person. So you can't skip your class and give everybody else theirs. Uh-oh. So the process, God develops you. The purpose, he blesses people with. So we jump to our purpose undeveloped. We jump into our purpose dysfunctional. Like, hey, how y'all? I'm starting my new... Co- yeah, you, you got all these ideas and everybody's an entrepreneur now. Nobody works. What do you do? Oh, I got my business. What you... I put sparkles on nails. What I do is, first you take the plastic ceramic... Th- But if you didn't get that instruction from the secret place, you can't get frustrated that your business ain't taking off. It got quiet to my left and right. Are y'all hearing me? And so many people are frustrated because their business ideas or what they think it takes to get success is not taking off. And God is sitting in that seat like, it ain't my way. Two things we need to always surrender. Two words, actually. Y'all repeat after me. My way. If there's ever a roadblock in your life, a problem in, in, your, in your relationships, check your ways first. Don't always he get on my neck. Cause he, no, because he always going to bust in the house, talk about is the food ready. He know how to get the kids, take the dog. He know you, you just, they're the problem. It might be your way. Now, they might be crazy, too. But that's second consideration. Man, I, yeah, I don't know if they're coming back next week. <laughs> Somebody say ways matter. So God loves us. I'm his child. I think we need to know that we are loved and we are accepted first. I got 15 minutes. Let's do this. We need to know that we are loved first. You are loved and you are accepted. Jesus, I think it's up there. Jesus came out of the water. Is, this, is that first? Yeah. No. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we shall be called. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus went out the water. You can go to the next one. Oh, that's nice. I like. Can, can y'all cut? <laughs> Big old bed Bible. Lincoln, I'm going to get you that for your bed. Just a Bible. You just turn the scripture and just lay in it. Just thank you, Jesus. All right. I got you. When Jesus was baptized, he came out the water and the voice came from heaven and said, Behold, this is my beloved son who I am well pleased. Jesus didn't do anything yet, but the father was well pleased. Everything God created, the first day, heavens and the earth, second day, this, after every day, he said, it's good. They didn't even function yet. The waters didn't even replenish the earth yet, but it's good. 
Your very existence is pleasurable to God. God is pleased that you're here. Yeah, y'all need to know that and believe that. But if you're over 10 years old, we have been plagued with the thought process that you have to perform to be accepted. It's about what I do that makes people like me. That's, that's number one. That's, Everybody, what are you doing? To, so, so now to gain everybody's acceptance, you're jumping over. You're doing all these things outside of the secret place, outside of your makeup, outside of your identity. Some of us compromising, trying to, trying to please potential wives or spouses. So now you're, how can I say, compromising your moral standards. To please somebody because it's about what you do. It's not about what you do. It is about who you are. You're already accepted by God. Anything that challenges that. Pride, the Bible says, here we go. The Bible says, all that's in the world, lust of the flesh. I want, I want. Lust of the eye. Ooh, 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 ooh. That looks so good. Just window shop. Just, ooh, ooh. Just scroll, just... Zoom and scroll and zoom and scroll and zoom and scroll and zoom and scroll and zoom. And scroll and zoom and. Oh. Lust of the eye, I just can't. Some, some people not even hungry, but you just look at food pages. Why you look at. <laughs> look at how the tomatoes is on the side of that. Who cares? People posting their food. Don't post your food this Thanksgiving. And you better not do it on that plastic plate. At least get a good plate. Get a nice glass plate, y'all. <laughs> Those styrofoam white plates. Don't this plate look good? No, the food looks good, but not the plate. Well, why do we look at that? Are you going to DM? Yo, can I get a bite? The lust of the eye. Sometimes we just like looking. Because we don't think it affects us. But it does. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Pride of life. So, God says you're accepted in here. I love you. You're mine. You're my boy. You're going to do great things. I can't wait till you get out in that outer court and do what I called you to do, bro. You're going to make a difference. You're my boy. I love you, man. Oh, I love you too, Father. Yeah, we're gonna handle, you got some issues. We're going to handle that. When you, when, I want you to meet my son. Go ahead. Go shake hands with him. Talk to him for a little while. Meet my son. Cool. And he's going to introduce you to <laughs> our mind and how we think. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay? So go out there. So, so just because you hear God don't mean that you stop there. You still got to receive Christ. All right? Anything that gets you out of the seat. The pressures of success, the pressure to perform. Jesus went into the wilderness, and the devil said, well, if you're the son of God, do something. Turn these stones into bread. What have you done? How are you the son of God? How you got identity and you ain't do nothing? That's the lie. That is the lie that you are not because you have not done anything. You ain't got to do nothing. You just as bad and bougie as you want to be right now today. You, you, you just like that. God just made you fearfully and wonderfully. I need y'all to accept that. It's so simple we can miss it. 
and you don't hear it anywhere else because everybody says, what have you done for me? What have you done for me? Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. Everybody wants you to perform for their acceptance. How many people just love you for you? The pressure to perform, perform means I am what I do. Perform, I am what I do. Uh, most of us will consider ourselves worthwhile if we just had a resume. If I just had, you know, a, a resume or if I just had a list of all the things I've done and all my accolades and all my awards, man, I will, I will be somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, you're somebody right now. But the pursuit of what we think success is takes us out of this place. And can I tell you something? And before I go to this next point and, and close this, when you come out of this place, this is not just where the Father speaks to you. This is not just where you get your identity. This, when you leave this, you leave joy. Because in his presence, it's what is a joy. So now you're doing life your way. You're not happy. You're not enjoying it unless this is for the night. You don't have joy in your life because you're not in the secret place. You're not in, if you leave this, you don't leave just joy. You leave peace. He's the principal, man. Peace. All in his presence. Everything God is, you leave when you don't consider him. So you get an idea out here. What you should do is take that idea. I'll bring it back. What do you think about this? What do you say about this? In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he'll say, take it there. Yes, sir. And then your way has to be successful because you got a word. Y'all quiet. Thank you. May God bless you with many more coats. That's how it should look. You get an idea out there. You get inspired out there. You see, oh, don't just see it and scroll and get inspired by some woman's career or man's career and just you know get the idea out there and run with it out there bring it father what do you think about this that's the it's a simple step but it's a step most of us miss we think if we want it he wants us to have it we think if we desire it so does he no because it could be what he desires for you, but maybe not now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. David. Ah, David got anointed king, but it wasn't time for him to reign yet. Y'all quiet. So I know what I'm going to do, but it's not the time right now. So I am a king successfully in its time. You could have a dream today about where you will be living how you'll be living in 10 years Joseph I'm putting you over your brothers Joseph was like hey y'all I'm a rule y'all boom guess not because it wasn't for him that day take your dreams take your aspirations take your ideas to him I'm really feeling this girl what should I do about this relationship I'm really feeling this guy. What should I do about this relationship? I'm really, y'all, I got me tying my shoes all day. But the pursuit 
causes you to leave the wisdom place. <laughs> so performance, you don't have to perform for success. You don't have to go after success. Let, let me, someone interviewed, uh, 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 what is it, a best-selling author. And I want y'all to hear his words really quick. Because, hold on, when you, when you live your life by that and you don't know who you really are, then you compare yourselves. God must really love him. He got a nice house. That's success. Nice car. That's success. He could have stolen. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying you don't know. But we celebrate people who have things. That's number two. I'm sorry. I'm skipping to the next one. Possession. Number one, performance means success. What I do makes me successful. Ant red X. Possession, what I have. That makes me successful. Because we believe that's God's blessings on somebody's life. If you bless, you have a lot. False. I got to look several of y'all in your eyes for this one. If I have a lot, I'm blessed a lot. False. If you're loved a lot, you're blessed a lot. Because all of these things suggest that the love of God is not enough. Yep, go ahead and praise him. You ain't got to go ahead and run around if you want. I don't, all of the possessions, I got to have his love and a new car to know that he, because it's not enough to have this life with just his love. I need his love and a house. Then I'll be happy. Why isn't his love enough? When his love becomes enough, he'll give you cars. He'll give you houses. He'll give you money. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not stuff. Why is his love not enough? Do we believe he loves us? Yes. Do we believe he died for our sins? That's a big yes. He died because we messed up? Whoa, that's big. But that's not enough. I got to be famous. I know he died for my sins, but nobody knows me. That's the third P, popularity. Performance, possessions, popularity. I got to be known. I got to put myself out there. I got to get my brand known. I got to, man, God said, I will make your name great. Did y'all hear what I said? God said, I will make your name great. My mentor said it best. He says, I'll give you favor in the eyes of the ones who matter. You want people to like you that don't matter to your purpose. Who cares if... Who cares if Oprah likes your post? So now you feel successful? Because Tyler Perry commented on you. You still in the same house? Same cracked screen looking at his post. So it don't matter that Tyler Perry likes it or commented on it. What matters is God likes it and he provides for me to get my cracked phone fixed. I need to please the one that matters. The pursuit of success will have you in a hot pursuit of getting acceptance from people who do not matter. I'm trying to tell y'all. 
So if I get a, a million likes, it doesn't matter. If I get a Grammy, it doesn't matter. I got a million likes, y'all. I got two Grammys. I, it does not matter. I got a nice car. I got a nice house. I got money. I'm not bragging. I'm testifying. It does not matter. My car can charge my phone, but not my spirit. My house can keep me warm, but it can't protect me. I need God to be pleased with me. I need him to like me, not people. car but I can still get stuck up I don't need a nice car I need protection and only he can give me protection. you better start pleasing the one that matters you better start surrender when you please the one that matters He takes care of every aspect of your life you're concerned about. If you're trying to please your boss, that's just for the money side of you. But you still got a health side. You feel me? So now I got to take my doctor flowers, but that's just for the health side. But I still need protection. So now I get security at my house. It's too much to please all the aspects of my life. It's too much to please everything I need to feel safe and secure in life. But there is one that can handle, good God Almighty, that can handle it all. And his name is wonderful. His name is Counselor. His name is Mighty God. I'm getting excited now. Mighty God. His name is the Prince of Peace. His name is Alpha. His name is Omega. His name, y'all. Can somebody shout his name? One matters. One matters. I say it all the time. I was trying to get on TBN for years. TBN is a Christian uh, station. Christian owned, Christian base. Please get it if you don't have it. You're kind of in their building now. They said when they built this building in the ground, oh God, I know I'm taking side streets. Everybody turned to a scripture or their favorite verse or they spoke life over this building and they opened the Bible to that passage and put it in the, the boards, the foundation. There are, you are literally sitting on the word. <laughs> and you ain't even know it. That's why you blessed. That's why. You are resting in the word right now. Good God Almighty. Whether you know it or not, you're resting. Never mind. It's literal Bibles under you. Speaking. I'm speaking from here. It's speaking from there. God speaking. Ain't no way you ain't getting this today. You're going to get it today. One matters. When you see, oh, I tried to get on TBN for years. I changed my songs up a little bit. Maybe they like more chill songs and not like that. <laughs> so let me stop jumping and just say, we worship you, Jesus. I'm playing, but so let me chill it out. Still didn't take that song. Still couldn't get on. I was like, man, let me go talk to the owners. Hey, how y'all doing? 
meetings with them, nice, da 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 da, cool, we love you, cool, cool, nothing happened. I said, well, forget it, Lord, I love you, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. We moved to Orlando, where the Holy Land is. Wow, doors open here, we're not asking for nothing. Not only, never mind, y'all. Not only am I on TBN, I got my own show. Every week, every Wednesday night, with a camera. Every Wednesday night, 10.30 on TBN. Because I said, forget the pursuit of things. I wanted it so badly, it arrested me for months and maybe years. Like, I'm not good enough. I sing songs just like everybody else that's on there. I would look at it and write a song like that. Like, this has to be what it takes to be accepted. Until I said, I'm already accepted. As crazy as I am, cuts in my jeans, skinny, black, out, braces, big teeth, donkey, call me whatever. I'm loved just like this. And I want to tell you today, you're loved just like that. You are loved just like that. The one who matters is crazy about you. Yeah, you got flaws and let him handle that. Yeah, you got stuff. Let him handle that. But you are love. And you are enough. Every thought that tempts you to believe that you're not enough is saying that his love is not enough. So anytime you find yourself agitated in life, go back to that seat. Go back for identity and instruction. Are you hearing me? Because even if I'm in the fiery furnace, my time is up. Even if I'm in the fiery furnace, if I know why I'm there, I'm good. Even if I'm in a season that I don't really enjoy, if he's telling me, hey, just sit still, I got you. I'm good. I don't have to get out of every trouble to feel like I'm loved. I just got to hear him in every situation. Let's take the time to not pursue success because there are so many different ways to do that. Let's pursue him. God, how can I, since I said I love you, how can I learn you more? How can I please you more? Listen to this author speak about this interview. You can keep playing. You can go to that uh, script too on the screen. Thank
writer understood how easily earthly success tempts us to find our worth and value outside of God's inexhaustible love for us in Christ Jesus. This writer has tremendous success but said, well, I didn't even mean to have a best son. Be anything you want. Be drunk, be crazy, be violent, but don't be successful. That was his extreme way of saying surrender success. The pursuit of that will have you crazy, feeling like less than, because you'll always compare yourself to somebody else. You're doing the same thing somebody else is doing, and they're getting bigger results. Get out of there. Surrender what you think success is. Success, come on, my love, because I'm done. i got to be quiet. Success is only in the secret place. I'm successful when I'm doing what he told me to do. Because at the end of all this, after you get a standing ovation from everybody out here, that's not the well done I want. It feels good here in the moment, but the well done I want is the secret place. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter ye into the joy of the Lord. I don't want to be successful on earth and kicked out of heaven. Success is in the secret place. David lost his family to the armies, and he was like, Shall I pursue? Should I go get them? <laughs> I know I can fight, but I'm bringing it to my secret place. What do you say about how I feel? They got my wives, my kids. Should I go beat them down? To any of us, that's not even a question. You should go get your stuff back, my brother. David said, shall I pursue? Because I understand success is in the secret place, not in my strength. God said, pursue, and you shall surely recover all. So his success in the outer court was guaranteed because of the instruction in the inner, in the holy of holies. Jesus, Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course in the secret place. Jesus said, my last, 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 last uh, uh, demonstration. Jesus said, it is finished. What was finished? My purpose, my assignment, what he told me to do in there, I'm finishing it right now. Success does not always look like success if you already have an idea of what success looks like. Success to Jesus was dripping with blood. Come on, success to Jesus was suffering because it was obedience. We avoid suffering thereby avoiding godly success. Success doesn't have to look like success to people. It ain't about people. It's about obeying the one that matters. So Father, we thank you for your word today. We surrender success 
what we think it is, what we think it looks like, the glitz, the glam, the, the money, the cars, the things, those are things. That's not success. Those are things. So we surrender what we believe success is. And we turn to our secret place and bow before you and say, Father, what say ye? What do you say about this? What do you say about my new business idea? What do you say about this? And the instruction I get from you there will guarantee my success out there. So thank you for a place I can go to get wisdom. Thank you for a place I can go to get instruction. Thank you for a safe place I can go to get favor. And that's in my secret place. Just me and you. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Amen. Yes, um, and that last part was something that I dealt with um, years ago. Um, even in school, when I went to school, grade school, first through fifth grade, um, middle school, high school, I never really received any awards. I didn't really do anything outstanding in my life. You know, I had family members who got, you know, straight A's and the honor roll and, you know, they did music and they, you know, they did so many things and I was one who never, only thing, only reward I ever got was perfect attendance. My mom made sure I got up every morning and went to school. And so I, I noticed that I'm like, man, I never got an award, you know, at school and grade school so once I um, got married and um, got married young I was still in high school when I was married I had six more months to go I was married in 12th grade you know that don't happen probably anymore that was back in the day and so as I got married I took that thought process into my marriage and I'm like you know well I need to go to college you know I need some type of resume some type type of accolade some type of award because I don't think I'm good enough I ain't did nothing yet yet in life but I was a wife I was a mother. I had to take care of my household. That's a full-time job. I had to be a doctor. I had to be a teacher. I had to be, you know, all of these things um, as being a mother. And I still didn't think that was enough. And I always strive. So I went to school to be a landscaper. I took up that for a year. I'm like, no, I'm scared of bugs. I don't want to be out there landscaping. You know, so I said, no, that's not it. Then I took up commercial baking. You know, so I got, you know, a little... Um, my license in commercial baking, you know, I can make wedding cakes, cupcakes, whatever, whatever you like, I can make. I haven't done it in years, but I thought that was going to be my main thing. So I got that little, little um, certificate, but then I was like, that's not enough. I, I wanted to be a psychologist. So I said, okay, after all of that, I went to school um, to become a psychologist and I only went through like one year, one semester, and I got pregnant with one of my kids. So I'm like, okay. All right, well, maybe not now. So I raised my, my first child, and then I said, okay, I raised her. She's a couple of years old. Let me go back and finish the psychology school. Went back, um, got pregnant again. Okay, so I'm like, man, so I'm praying about this. I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm a mother. You know, I'm, I was still traveling with my husband um, at the peak of his career. I had two kids. I took them with me, or I had babies. So I was always doing something, but I still didn't feel worthy of anything. I'm like, I still don't have anything of mine. And I was praying and praying and God is like, nope, don't do it. And every time I'm about to do something, God is like, no, don't do it. Just be available for your husband. And I'm like, be available. Okay, but everybody else got careers and women, they do stuff. You, you're a nurse and you're a teacher and you're this and that. And I just got to be available. Man, but he said the, the highest 
honor to a woman is that her husband um, loves her and praises her. Your husband loves you. He's happy with you. He's not telling you that you need to be going out there and doing all of this stuff. He's, he's doing it. He's taking care of you. And so after, I, I thought, I'm like, okay, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm being lazy. But after a while, like recently, I just started noticing like, wow, God, that you, you love me through that. I didn't need to get these accolades. And, I didn't, and I'm not telling anybody not to do it. I'm just saying now that I'm at this place, I have more than I would have ever had if I would have just stayed you know, with the one thing that I thought was going to be good enough for me. But now that we have this, he like, you, you're bigger than a psychologist. He said, you have 1,500 people every week you can talk to. You have more than you plan to have. He said, and I had a plan for you. He said, but I, you was loved already. Your husband loved you. He was totally happy with you, and he still is. And I'm just encouraging people, the mothers, first of all, I'm like, you're doing a lot. Never feel like you're not doing enough just being a mother. Teacher. You know, preacher, we teach them scriptures. Doctor, when they get sick, we have to supply their medicine. I mean, we, we're their chauffeur. You know, we're driving them everywhere. We're taking them everywhere. We're their tutors. We're, we're doing so many things, and we just have to just keep the peace and make sure that we understand that God still loves us no matter what we're doing. He already said that a million times. But I wanted to let y'all know I was in pursuit of that, too. I was in pursuit of that, too. And I wanted to encourage you that you are enough. Amen. You are enough. You are loved. My husband said it already, but I wanted to let y'all know that we do deal with things like that. All right? Um, but I hope that live is enough for y'all. I pray that that is enough. I really do. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.